if this message is going to survive, all of us have to have the stakeholders own it and demonstrate various parts of it. Look at what happened with, uh, did you hear Cref on uh, Tuesday morning advertising uh, Mike's book? That they wrote a book on 100, 100 something, something about his pastor, something like that. Mike didn't say anything about no book to us. Cref was it. About Mike's book. Folks, we need to get ministry right. So what I'm saying is, it cannot be good with me and with me. No. So you guys have enough of it to go out and write it. Bring it back to me. Let's edit it together. And then we own it and let everybody use it. How about that? You guys don't sound as excited. Yes, sir. <laughs> if I said I was going to write it, everybody would say, hey, amen. But, but you have the message. You see, you will never know what you have until you have to use it. That's the thing. You will never know what's in you until you have to bring it out. Yeah. So, now, let, don't, don't, when are we going to have this back? I'm going to make you the chairman of the writing committee, of syllabus committee. You brought a suggestion. So today's, what's today's date? Revelation, today's date is August 23. How, how long time do you need? This time next year. We are talking about a small syllabus. We're not talking about an encyclopedia. Something simple, something small in 90 days. So you are the chairman of the syllabus. So then three months from now, Revelation was three months from now is day. November 24, November 23rd. So bring me the draft November 23rd. And you can draft anybody in this room to be part of that committee. But I'm coming to you after you for the material. Pardon me? Well, he has three months, so he doesn't have to do it on that day. He can submit before then, but that's the deadline by which you should come in. Thank you very much, sir, for volunteering. <laughs> Yes. It should be a concern because it's a biblical concern. Forsake not the assemblies of yourself together. Yeah. So, so, so I appreciate social media and it's a definite plus. But it's not intended to replace gathering together. Because you need a life, the encouragement that we give from one another by being in, uh, in each other's presence. So yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a major concern. So we, we, sh we should be able to come together and yet leverage technology for even more advantage. Again, it goes back to what Pastor Mike said, the heart. 
the Jesus priority. Because if I'm a true follower of Jesus, and I appreciate his love towards me, and how he expects for me to carry that love and love one another, I, I, it can, I cannot satisfy that by being at home. Now, I can see how I'm ailing, I'm, uh, I'm sick, wounded, and then, of course, I'm getting that supplement for a season. But I cannot make that my permanent way of receiving. That's just not correct. But again, you cannot legislate that. You can encourage, and it's the work of the Holy Spirit. We are living in a very perilous time where people have entitled mentality, entitlement mentality. This is my time, this is my money, this is my space. Leave me alone. But I still want, I still want all the blessings. Yeah. Yes. Missed opportunity cost. Yes. Well, I will not worry about what's in the past. Okay. I cannot change the past, but I can make a brand new tomorrow. So I start a brand new day today. You can't, you can't be thinking about the past. If all you do in your car is look at a rear view mirror, you won't go nowhere. You follow what I'm saying? So the past is gone. Let it go. Receive the correction, adjustment, and move forward. Yeah. is hurting. Yes. Just, just try to understand what you're saying. And, and I don't mean this in a critical way. Yes. I want to keep the questions and comments relative to what we're talking about. Yes. So the rabbit trail, I just I couldn't follow it. So maybe after the message is over, on the private setting, maybe you can talk, tell me what, you, sure. what your need is. Yeah, because I, I was trying to listen to you. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I, I, I could not really follow it. So can we just go to the last, 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 the last lesson now and just quickly finish this, and if you have any other questions, then you can, I can wait behind and talk to you after the press over. So I'm sorry about that, David. So just, you can wait and see me later after the thing. Uh, let's go to section three, the believer's well-being. And uh, this way I really want to leave you uh, today. This is very, very critical. The believer's well-being. Oh, you don't, you, you don't have it? Okay, sorry, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, the believer's well-being. Praise God. You guys have tried though. This is 314. Wow. 
But I assure you, you guys have not had any lunch, I'm sorry. Joy, <laughs> the joy that's heavy. <laughs> Praise God. This is the last push. Last push. Okay. So this is the believer's well-being, and this is very important because I'm finding out in my travels, in my talking to people, that no matter how anointed you are, if you don't take care of your vessel, your body, you won't live here long, too long. Amen? Uh, we just, my, Pastor Mike and I just returned from uh, the UK where we buried a very, very dear friend uh, who worked as hard as I've ever seen any human being work. And uh, finding out and we don't know that this is the only reason, so let me make sure I make that clear. Uh, we don't know that this is the only reason, but one of the things that we are told is that he just walked himself to almost a, a frenzy. Yeah. Very little sleep, and just walk, 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 go, 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 go. Doing six to eight ministries, uh, engagements during the week. Just running all over the place. And I want to say to you, you cannot do that and live a long time. Just not possible. Your body was not built to run without rest. Even Jesus said, Come apart for a season. He said it. He said it. Okay? So, as a minister, it is good for you to enjoy good health. Why? God wants all his people to enjoy good health and live long. Because if we don't live long enough, then the message you carry will not get out. Just that simple. In fact, the, 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 we, we went to that particular church twice within the last month. And the first time my wife and I went, and this other prominent minister ministered there with us when we were there that first time. I mean, this guy is my age group. Maybe even younger. I think he's younger than me. Is he not? He's younger? Okay. I mean, when he was climbing the pulpit, my wife said, wow, is he going to make it? <laughs> I'm not joking. He just barely, and then when he started talking, his voice was gone. He looked very frail, aged. And so after the thing was over, I asked him, I said, I mean, what's going on? Ah, he said, I'm just coming from Canada. So he ministers in London that night was going to leave the next morning and arrive in Nigeria that, that next day to do a night vigil. And I said, night vigil is a meeting that we do from like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Non-stop. Praying all night. And I said to myself, if I've ever seen a fool, I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> You're laughing. It's the easy truth. Because how does any human being expect to traverse the world like that with this time difference and, and uh, zone change and all that stuff and you think ministry centers around you? 
But if you're not there, ministry will not go on. That's it's madness. And I'm just saying that to you guys. Listen, God did not design us to function like that. These men have no vacation time. I don't even remember the last time. In fact, I will say remember. I know for a fact this particular guy I'm talking about never taking his wife for two days apart and just say, let's go, let's go, cheat somewhere. No. They can afford it, but in their mind, they were backslidden to take time to rest. That's their thinking. That if I'm resting, I'm not preaching, I'm lazy, something's wrong with me, I'm not, I'm not serving God. I pray that you guys will not do that. I'm not even speaking from this note now, but I'm just talking to you now. These are parting words. You need to nurture your house by planning intentional downtimes. Intentionally. Times where you do absolutely nothing but minister to your spouse and your children. Preacher's kids are the most wayward children in the face of the earth. Because they hate God and hate ministry. Because they see God as one that takes away their father and their mother. And so when you talk to them about ministry, they don't want to hear it. If this the way God deals with his own people, I don't want any part of that. I tell these guys, I think it's walked out of here now. It's not here now, but everything is here, she'll tell you. When I'm gone, if I'm gone, if the house burns, don't call me. I'm not the fire department. If anything is burning in the house, don't call me. Yeah. And we've had situations where I was gone and the church flooded. Is that correct? They didn't call me. I was in Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> no, I was not preaching. No. Absolutely not. So listen, I'm just telling you. You have to plan down times. It's, it's terrible to just see the way ministry is just being wasted. When I say ministry, I'm talking about human beings. Wasted. I know it's not the devil. It's not the devil. It's the lack of understanding and revelation of what rest is. I, guess I get my most inspiration when I'm on the aircraft, away from church. Once that door is shut, boom, and they say the door is now shut. All body door is now closed. Ah, revelation starts. <laughs> I don't have revelation to bug, to bug me. I don't have Pastor Baker to call me. None of them. So it's only me and God. No, but seriously, you need to plan those nine times. I, 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 I work hard, but I definitely play hard. And I don't play hard alone. I play hard with my wife. Because all work and no play makes this bank a dull boy. It's true. Listen, if you don't enjoy your life now, when will you do it? You have but one life to live. One. There's no, there, there's no, this is not a rehearsal. There's, there's, no, there's no other one. This is it. Because what I found out is if you don't plan it, it will not happen. If you're waiting for a good time, well, okay, well, can we 
Uh, after I've done this, I'll no, no. Revelation is here. I put it in my calendar. Four days here, five days here, three days here. I, I just put it in there. Every 12 weeks, in order to keep yourself rejuvenated and recreated and refreshed, you need to take three or four days off. Yes. Now, that does not mean you're going to travel and go to England or go to Spain. One time, my wife and I just went to, we just locked everything. We went to Buckhead. Just left the home. Left, went to Buckhead. Me and Chief has done that once. Yeah, Buckhead is uh, here, about 40, 45 minutes away from here. But away from home. Locked ourselves in embassy suites. No, just chill for a couple of days. Strolled, went to the mall, just looked. Didn't buy anything, just, just looked. Just be refreshed. Decompress. Ministry is too much pressure. So you have to have an avenue to release that pressure. People are burning out. Oh, who was telling me? Was it Pastor Dollar or Bishop Fuller? People falling dead on the pulpit. I mean, they're just dying. From exhaustion, from fatigue, from disease they don't know they have. Because they don't go to the doctor, they don't have regular uh, medical checkups. The anointing does not replace those common sense things. It doesn't. My people perish for lack of knowledge. In this day and time, with the smartness and the availability of information, it should happen to us. You need to get proper help around you. God has equipped people around you that can be a blessing and lift some of these burdens that you are carrying. This woman of God had an invitation to come and preach in the U.S., went to the airport, got on the airplane, only to find out he didn't have a visa. <laughs> Expired visa. Me and Krev were talking on uh, Tuesday. Krev said, I don't, I, don't, I, can't, I, don't, I don't want to repeat the words he used. He said, all the guy has to have is an assistant, not a bishop. It's true. Take good down times. Listen, the only things your children will remember is not the school fees you paid. They don't remember that. They don't remember. But they remember the times you spent together. It is crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, listen, I'm sitting down here and I remember, my father is 96 years old. Until this day, I remember the things we did together. So whenever I see him now, I said, Daddy, do you remember X, Y, Z? He said, oh, yeah. Do you remember the songs we used to sing when you take us to school? Yes. And then we started, we started singing, we started singing it. You know how many years ago that was? I don't remember how much the school fees was, but I remember the song. And so, whenever God takes him, the memory I have of him is the things we did together, not the school fees he paid. Who cares about that? People can pay your school fees. Now, that's important. That's a good responsibility. But I'm saying beyond and above that, 
what really the, is the memories? There's a reason for which God says, in, 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 do this in remembrance of me. Because those memories evoke something good that you remember, and that's what you keep. He didn't give the school fees to me, he gave it to the school. <laughs> On my behalf, yeah. So pastors or preachers dying in the pulpit is not a good testimony. It's not a good testimony. We need to keep fit, stay strong, and stay healthy. Because then we are able to spread the good news. But I'm charging you guys, plan times of rest and put it in your, in your calendar. If you don't put it in your calendar, it will not happen. If you don't plan it, it will not happen. It will not happen by accident. And do something good that you and your wife, you and your children can remember. Oh, man, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. I thank God for that. I have absolutely no regrets. Okay, for instance, we're going to Thailand in November, right? We're going to do ministry in November. After we are done, we already booked it. We're going to go to a resort for three days before I start coming back home. We plan it into the trip. Did we not plan it into the trip? Yeah. 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 It's planned in there. Yeah. You've got to take the dose times out. You, you have to do it. If you don't do it, you will not last. If Jesus could find a need to call, to call his and call them apart, ah, most of us here know Bishop Idahosa. Charismatic, powerful, God-loving. I mean, God used this man incredible. Just fell down dead at the age of 59. Ah, okay. The Benjamin is like your, you know, it's the deliverance uh, guru. He died very early. Most of that in, before, in his 40s, In the sports. Yeah. So what I'm saying to you, you can't go, 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 go. Now, I remember years ago when I first started saying this to African ministers, they laughed me to scorn. I don't want to mention the name of it. One, one that really was, uh, but now it's gotten the message. And it takes downtime, it travels and rest and so on. So, so I'm just saying to you, rest is needful. Rest, okay, I'm going to say this. It's one of the most spiritual things you ever do. <laughs> rest is one of the most spiritual things you ever do. Yeah. And then take care of your spouse. If you're not well rested, you can never enjoy yourself. You can't. You can't burn the candle from both ends and just go, 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 and come home. You can't come home, you're, you're, you're spent. The only thing your wife or your husband hears is just your snoring. You're finished. You're finished. So you have to pace yourself and intentionally say, I'm going to nurture my spouse. Now, I'm also aware that there are times in your life when you may not be able to travel with your spouse, but you should never make that a habit. 
For me, it's automatic that when I go, my wife goes. So the exception is when I go and she does not go. The rule is when I go, she goes. But the exception is there are some times I go, she may not be able to go because of whatever the circumstances, the prevailing circumstances at that, at that time. Why is this important? You want your spouse to get your worldview. Ah. I remember a minister, a friend of us, John Wabugu. John was raw from Benin City. He came to the U.S., spent about three weeks, man, bank, hey, America. This is the way, that's the way he was talking. What a country. Hey, look at this. <laughs> we fellowshiped, he enjoyed himself three weeks, he went back to Benin. True story. Three weeks later, my phone rings. Banker, this is John Wabog. I'm a JFK. Ah, uh, John, you just left three weeks ago. So yes, I'm back. <laughs> back and forth. I said, I said, I said, John, you can't keep on doing this. I said, number one, you go. When you leave, nobody hears. I'm back in Nigeria. Thank you for hosting me. All of the pastors that hosted, you don't say anything back to them. Nothing until you return again. And then you call, you say, I'm, I'm back. I mean, you can't keep on doing this. I said, number two. Now, when it, was, when it came, we had to correct some things, you know, personal hygiene and all of that stuff. You know, help him understand that uh, deodorant is a virtue, that you need to use deodorant. And <laughs> now, watch this. Because of his exposure, he's using deodorant. He gets home, his family is not exposed to that same thing, and he says, bank, man, when my wife put my food on the table, I had to tell her, Yami, you smell. <laughs> True story. He said the wife was so upset with him, blah, 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 blah. But she has no worldview. Her worldview is the little place she was in. So she had not been, she did not understand why and all that stuff. And these guys went through a terrible separation for about 20, some, 20 something years. True story. True story. He ultimately left the ministry in Benin and took his secretary and went and lived in Japan for 20 years. Japan. True story. The bottom line was his wife was never integrated in what he was saying. It is not possible that you get exposed to what we see here and you go home and tell the story to a person who has never left. No, they can't get it. So I tell my wife, I said, listen, I prefer for us to catch it together than me trying to rehash it to you. It's too difficult. Just the lunch I had with Pastor Dollar the other day and Taffy, the things we talked about. I told him, I said, can you imagine? Do you see why it's good for you to be here? Because there's no way I can recall everything we talked about and share them with her accurately and for her to be as impacted as I was. 
It's not possible. So it's best to live life together. That's the point I'm making. Now, again, I don't want you to be in bondage. I understand there are going to be times when you cannot do it, when it's not possible or practical. But as a rule of the thumb, it's best to go through it together. And then when you can't, you know this is an, this is an exception, but it's not the rule. Especially in, based, in the mess, based on the message we're hearing. Our wives, in particular, are not to be dominated and relegated to the place where they're just a piece of furniture and, 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 and put in the secondary place. No. No. They'll be better partners with us when they're seeing and hearing what we're hearing. Amen? Take care of them. And then take care of your children. Take care of your children. We heard what Mike Smith said about Tony Bakari. How shocked Tony Bakari was when Lesa Samuel's grandchild came and sat on his, on his uh, lap while he was talking and eating with, with them. He thought he, he, thought, he, thought, he thought he was backslidden. What? Because in a psychic growing up, children don't come where adults are speaking. But it shouldn't be so. Because Jesus said, so fight not for little children to come unto me. We must make room for that. We, we must allow ourselves to be touched by the humanity of those that love us and we love and around us. Invest in your recreation. Invest in your family. Invest in your wife, in your husband, whatever the case may be. Amen? We get burnt out, I'm on page 47 now, based on overwork, over, ex, over expectations, relationship problems and conflicts, guilt and non-achievement. Any of these can lead a leader to anxiety, worry, depression, eventually untimely death. You have to be careful about the ships placing undue expectations on you as a shepherd. Page 47. You see it? On the top? You, you see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, another one is, uh, I mentioned Bishop Idaosa. Another one is David Hoskins. You know David Hoskins? Anybody here knows him? Okay, nobody. Powerful, charismatic bishop out of uh, Cedar Town in Georgia. He killed himself. Just shot himself, yeah. Shot himself. He got a divorce, he couldn't handle it. His wife left him. Why? Because the man was married to ministry. Married to the ministry. And the lady said, I'm too young to live like this. She married him as a young sweetheart out of high school. So she never knew any life other than him. They got married, and he married someone else called ministry, the church. She hung in there for about 20 something years. And one day just said, you know what, David, I'm gone. I don't want to keep on committing adultery with the ministry. Just marry the ministry and let me go. And she left. And it never recovered. One morning, he put a gun, opened his mouth, blew it off. Powerful minister. I mean, I was shocked when that, when that happened, when I, because I know him very well. But he was fighting the depression from the divorce. 
So here on the bottom of page 47, we listed all the manifestations of stress, anxieties, worries, depression. It's there for you to see. I'm sure Dr. Yanko can have a lot to say about all of that. So page 48, take home points, actionable points. Learn to rest. Take family vacations and downtimes till this day. You know, Wally Bank still tells me about the time we went to Pennsylvania with you, Maryland, till today. We just parked in a car, in a truck, and we just drove off. Beautiful time. Beautiful time. Ah, big elephant in the room. Get life insurance. Get life insurance. It is appointed once for men to die. <laughs> it is appointed once for men to die. Everybody will go. It's in your calendar already. Check your calendar. It's there. Everybody will die. Listen. Some die at old age, and that's what we pray for all of us. That we all grow gray hair, and we will all die at a good old age. That's what we are believing God for. But I want you to use wisdom to also plan for the worst. Uh, we had a home-going celebration at church here not too long ago. And as my wife and I were commiserating with this uh, widow, she thanked us for the message, what I'm just telling you now. Because when she first mentioned it to her husband, that he needs to get life insurance. What's your problem? You want to kill me? That's what the man said. And the man said, no, I'm not getting life insurance. I don't need life. I'm too young. I'm not going to get life insurance. So she backed up. Leave me alone. Go on for herself, but left him alone. But I want, and I didn't know this happened, so I'm preaching just one day, and I stopped doing the message. I said to all the message, man, you guys get life insurance. Because you don't want to leave your wife or your spouse, on, uh, uh, leave them exposed if something should happen to you. Long story short, this man took it, went and got the insurance, and didn't even tell his wife. But he did it. And later let his wife know that it's been done. So the wife was thanking us that the message got through because now the man just died suddenly. Died suddenly. There is nothing unspiritual about getting life insurance. Life insurance helps you to make a provision for your spouse in your absence so that she, her quality of life will not drastically change when you're gone. God forbid that you are living in a nice four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath mansion while you're alive. And you go away before her and she has to downsize to a condominium. That is not good. Wow, it's quiet in this room. I need to stand up. I sense now that I need to stand up because it's so quiet. Why is it so quiet? Listen, you should have to go. And then we are, we are calling all pastors. Pastor Mervyn, uh, uh, we have a friend that just passed away. Can you give a donation of uh, $50? And, and then we're calling all the pastors in, the, in town. Because you're gone? 
That is not good. Look at what happened to Erobo. Is that the name of the guy in Maryland? Erobo. Young man, check that out. And you guys were running all over the place trying to bury him. Not to speak of what happens in life beyond. Which Victor is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have to go do a GoFundMe for a man of God. Because when he was alive, he didn't take care of business. I tell my wife every month, the first thing you pay is the life insurance policy. Did you hear me, what I just said? First thing you pay every month, life insurance premium. Even if you can't pay the mortgage, pay the life insurance premium. I don't want to be lying in the casket and say, hi, hey, this stupid man. <laughs> you're already gone, and then they put a curse on you while you're gone. <laughs> because you didn't take care of business. No, it's, 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 it's grossly irresponsible. It, it, it's ir irresponsible. The suggested face value of your life insurance should cover your annual income times five. Yes, of course, yeah. That's the cheapest thing to buy. That's why this information should get to us when we're younger. So we buy cheap and buy a lot of it. Because the, the issue of life insurance is to make sure that when you're gone, there's provision for you, for your wife and your children. You don't want your children to be destitute. <laughs> Our coffee, we can, we can put it, we can wrap it in a mat like Muslim. <laughs> that would not be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I, when I want to talk about this, this, this holy horse, what's the issue? You don't want life insurance? You know, you're not going to die? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let me get the Amen. Nobody plans to die. Yes. 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 Yeah. That is true, but it's still not prudent. That is true, but that's still not prudent. Because remember, a good man lives an inheritance for his children's children. Okay? So my investment should be on top of whatever provision I've already made. They should not, they should not have to spend their, your, the investment you left in daily maintenance. See, this is where the Caucasians are ahead of us. They don't think like that at all. When you talk about investment, 
they think of personal investment now, second and third and fourth generation. They keep wealth in the family. And the reason they keep wealth in the family is through transference of uh, investment generation to generation. So the investment that should be transferred from this generation to the next one, they're using it to live today. So what happens to that next generation? They're broke. Do, do you understand what I'm saying, sir? So investments are good. We should have them. But investments are for transference of wealth to guarantee that three, four, five generations deep, nobody's broke. Investment is not to eat to earn today. No. No. Life insurance. You check out. Your wife is crying, but you have an handkerchief. <laughs> ah, praise God. If she remember the life insurance. Ah, praise God. Half a million is waiting. Ah, hallelujah. Ah, but if you left nothing, she spit on that casket and said, you stupid bastard. You got <laughs> This is a true story. We actually did a leadership training where we took our leaders to the funeral home. And a man told us that they can tell families that are grieving without insurance. Do you remember that? He said, you can tell. He said, even the grieving is different. <laughs> he said, even the way they cry, you can tell. It's the families with insurance, hey, Johnny, Johnny, I'm going to miss you. Praise God, Johnny. Ah, Johnny, you are God. He said, no, it's not. He said, but it was without me. Johnny! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Bingo? Come back, Johnny! <laughs> you done left me with all them children. Johnny! <laughs> Gosh, we all laugh, we all <laughs> but that's what they told us. They said they don't, they don't need to see paperwork, they can hear you crying, and they know exactly. Insurance, no insurance, they know the difference. Yeah, get life insurance, and then number four, drop a wheel, drop a wheel, make a plan, make a plan. Huh? Pardon me, you give this. Oh, okay. You, you have, are you saying you're going to... Let me see. You give discounts. Okay, so you give discounts. Okay, good. You have the And lastly, number five, take care of your family. Take care of them. Now, there's something that needs to be covered, but I need to get more information on that so I can give you guys better information. Uh, Pastor Dola and Pastor Mike was talking to us uh, at lunch about the proper transfer of ministry. God forbid, if you are gone, what happens to the church? What happens to the ministry? Who gets the first phone call? I mean, you, you are here, you are there. Who gets the first phone call? Who gets the next phone call? Actually, I was talking to Revelation. I said, Revelation, we've seen so many people just checking out. And I told her, I said, when I get back from this England trip, we need to sit down and establish a template. I told her. And then we need to put things in order. And just you know, one, two, three, what do we do so we're not on head? Because when that kind of thing happens, there's confusion everywhere. 
So there has to be some kind of standard procedure that they know what to do to activate. You know, so, but rather than just go by what I know, let me also glean from what others are, these guys are doing because he was talk, talking to me about it, uh, but we need more concrete information and I'm gonna pass it down to you guys, amen? Good, we're done. You have enough to go and make things happen.